From Alumni Relations at the University of Minnesota, Rochester, welcome to the final episode of this season of Beyond the Nest. I'm Marco Lands, UMR Director of Alumni Development Relationships. In this episode, we hear from 2019 graduate Monica Zabel as she catches up with UMR student success coach Grace Nelson. The two chat about what brought Monica to UMR, navigating changes to academic and professional aspirations, and building a career focused on resilience, mental health, and well-being. Monica is a licensed alcohol and drug counselor with New Way, a nonprofit serving individuals recovering from co-occurring substance use and mental health disorders. Following UMR, Monica went on to earn a Master's of Professional Studies in Addiction Counseling from the University of Minnesota's College of Continuing and Professional Studies, and she's currently pursuing a second Master's degree in Social Work from St. Mary's University here in Rochester, Minnesota. My name is Monica Zabel. I graduated from UMR in December of 2019 with my bachelor's in health science. Then from there, I went on to the University of Minnesota Twin Cities and I got my master's in addiction counseling. Um, I passed my license exam, got my LADC in July, and now I'm currently working at New Way in Rochester at an intensive outpatient um, services. And now I just started another master's. I'm doing a master's in social work. What? Through what? Through what school or program? Uh, St. Mary's. Okay. Nice. What brought you to UMR in the first place? I liked the small class sizes. I felt like I was going to be able to get a better education that way because I'd be able to have more one-on-one time with professors, more collaboration with students. I didn't want to sit in a lecture hall of 400 kids and just listen for an hour and a half and then go figure it out by myself. So that was really appealing about UMR to me. I liked the location. It's a very small town, big city type thing. So I don't know. I got that feeling of being downtown, but I was still really comfortable because it's basically like the suburbs in Rochester. Um, So it was really familiar to home for me. So now that you've been through UMR, did it live up to those expectations that you had coming in? It was a lot (laughs) It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. I mean, I graduated high school with my associates, so I thought I had a really good foundation of what that college experience was going to be like academically. And um, UMAR definitely surpassed my expectations. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. For sure. I had to work way harder. Yeah. Well, okay. So even thinking back to that, like, what I don't know yeah I remember talking to you a lot how, how hard classes were but however you got through them right so like what were some of the challenge like what is some of the biggest challenges that you feel like you faced you overcome and how do you feel about it now I think some of the biggest challenges were recognizing that um I had to put in the work, whereas high school and even getting my associates came really naturally to me. I didn't have to study. I didn't have to put in extra work, but UMR really pushed me and made me realize like, hey, this is going to be harder than you think. There's a lot more than just the surface area. You know, you have to go a lot deeper to 
be able to keep up at UMR. So learning that was difficult, but it was manageable. Um, another thing I think was when everybody goes to college, or at least when I did, I thought I'm going to meet my best friends that are going to be friends with me for the rest of my life. It's going to be the best experience. And I did meet some friends and that was great. But also I met some people that um, had different goals or focuses than I did. And so it kind of made it hard to focus on school because I did want to socialize so much. And I think towards my last couple semesters, I really realized that I need to put more focus in school than on the social aspect of it. Yeah. And that if those friendships are real, then they'll continue while I'm still staying focused on what I have to do. Hmm. It was I a hard lesson. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like how you put that though, because I think that's a lot of people's, I don't know, aspirations when going to college is that like, yes, I'm going to meet my best friend and we're going to, this is the time of our lives and everything. And it can be, but then also, yeah, you got school and you get, you have to do classes and you mm -hmm. have like life after college, which you are like flourishing in right now. So, so that's a good perspective to bring all at the same time. So I'm going to bring up, you know, you originally started out as pre-med, you know, we yep. talked about you going to medical school and we haven't talked to, since, you know, in a while, but mm -hmm. with all these other things that you're doing, but okay. What's the thoughts on medicine or, you know, medical school and that goal? Yeah, so I originally went to get my master's in professional studies and addiction counseling in my LADC, so my alcohol and drug counselor license in mm -hmm. Minnesota, just as something for fun, something to make me stand out from other students applying for medical school, because I didn't want to be a medical scribe. I didn't want to do what everybody else does. I didn't want to be a CNA. I wanted to stand out. And so I thought, okay, who does a master's before medical school? That's just weird. And uh, so I was like, it's you weird. do. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's weird, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because I'm interested. It'll be important because I wanted to do psychiatry. So um, when I was at Generals, I learned a lot about co occurring disorders and how important it is to also look at addiction when you're focusing on mental health. So I just thought it would be something that complemented that well. Um, and then it turns out when I was doing my internship practicum for my LADC, so I had to do 880 hours of internship at a substance use disorder facility of my choice. Oh, wow. And I ended up loving individual therapy so much that I decided I want to be a therapist. And so that's why now I'm going to get another master's so that I can do that. Congratulations to the more than 150 new Raptor alumni who graduated from the University of Minnesota Rochester on Saturday, May 14th. From the Mayo Civic Center, UMR students were awarded diplomas in the Bachelor's of Science in Health Sciences and the Bachelor's of Science in Health Professions degree programs, as well as those earning their master's and doctorates in bioinformatics and computational biology. Capping the day's events was 2020 UMR graduate and current U of M medical student Amarachi Arakwe welcoming new graduates into the Raptor alumni community as they make us UMR proud. And so now you're doing individual therapy? 
Yeah, so now I'm at Newway in Rochester and it's an intensive outpatient. It's ASAM level 2.1. And so what that means is we're seeing clients who um, just got out of residential treatment for substance abuse. And now they're typically living in a sober house. Um, they're starting to get all those pieces together, like mental health therapy, a DBT group, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, maybe they're doing a CBT group, so cognitive behavioral therapy. And they're just kind of putting all the pieces together, getting more primary care, dentists. And so we really help facilitate um, the process of that. And we do group therapy and individuals. So, okay. Okay. Is there anything I just remember, you know, doing my master's program through counseling though. And, but yet having that practice with individuals doing group therapy and things like that. I just know that there was like some like clients or issues that I just like loved and just like was really drawn to or disorders that I just thought that were so interesting. Are you, are you finding that? Are you finding anything within your current role? Like that's, that's really energizing for you that keeps you going to work every day? Yeah. So I haven't been able to do it as much now, but when I was doing my internship at Nystrom and Associates up in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, we did a lot of one-on-one -on -one sessions with individuals and their family members because having family a part of their treatment is something that they highlight at that company. Mm. So I actually really enjoyed working with the spouses of my clients and getting them to understand what they can do in a healthy way without enabling the client to continue to use. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think I still need to figure out exactly if there's any specific disorders and stuff that I find more interesting just because it's out of my scope right now. So I try not to get too far into it, but I'm sure when I get into my clinical practicum for my MSW that I will start to experience that and figure out what I am interested in. In what ways has UMR prepared you for that, that level of rigor? I think that it's, as, I mean, the most helpful thing to me would be the reading because there's a lot of reading that we had to do at UMR because there was so much information that we were trying to learn. And at master's level, there is a lot of reading. But I think the difference for me is that at UMR, it's very test heavy, which is something that I have difficulties with, where my master's program is writing. And I do really well at writing. So I was able to graduate with a 4.0 um, which was really exciting for me because yeah. I was feeling a little bit down after my academic um, process and progress, I guess, at UMR because I just didn't achieve at the level that I thought I would. I mean, I still graduated and I had a three point something. It wasn't awful, but it just wasn't what I thought it would be. And so I think it also led me going into my master's with lower expectations for myself which ended up actually helping me <laughs> because then I gained some more confidence when I did do well and when I did succeed and I passed with all A's. Okay. Yeah. You're like surprising yourself like, dang, okay, there's another A, another A. All right. So, and so I think the most important part of that, what I came to learn was that it's not that I was dumb or not smart enough, which was something I struggled with at UMR, but it was that 
that's just not what I was meant to do. I'm not meant to be a test taker. Maybe I wasn't meant to be a psychiatrist and do medicine. And I am meant to do something in the counseling realm because I do well. I'm doing extremely well in my master's programs. And I think that that just shows that I am smart and there are things that I can do, even if it's not what I planned it to be at that time when I started at UMR. Oh, that's so true. I'm so glad to hear that from you. Well, Beyond the Nest steps away for some summer R&R, we would like to hear from you. Check out this episode's show notes for how to get in touch and share your UMR journey. Now back to Monica and Grace as they reflect on advice to current students and the impact of success coaches. What other advice would you give to yourself or 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 to students now? Um, to my younger self, I would give the advice to explore different careers mm-hmm. because I was so set on being a psychiatrist that I kind of had a little bit of a mental breakdown when I decided I didn't want to go to medical school because that was such a big piece of my identity. I thought, who am I going to be now? I can't be successful if I don't go to medical school. And I had ingrained that thought in my brain for so long that I have to go to medical school to be successful that I didn't even give myself the opportunity to look at different avenues or look at different um, careers in the same field. It's so silly because there's so many different options in mental health that I could have gone into. And I didn't realize it until I finally heard how much my clients hate their psychiatrists. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I don't want to be that person. I like having the client. Um, clinician relationship. I like being a part of their treatment. I don't want to meet with somebody for 10 minutes every three months and say, okay, Okay. your meds are working great. I'll see you next time. That just does not sound fulfilling to me. And without having different experiences, I don't think I would have realized that or I would have realized it too late. So definitely the career exploration class, I didn't take it seriously enough. Yeah. And where did that come from? That influence like that, just even starting out with like this, this narrow mindset on medical school, mm-hmm. what, what influenced that? Ever since I was younger, I said, I wanted to be a doctor. So the thought of being anything besides that was kind of scary. Um, I did feel like I lost a big part of my identity and it was something that I did and I still am grieving over because ever since I was five years old, when you fill out that thing in the yearbook and it's your first question with your little picture and everybody wants to be a president or Mm -hmm. soccer player or whatever and be in the NFL, I wanted to be a doctor. So it was just something that I thought for a long time. And so not achieving that was difficult, but I am learning now that I can be successful and I will enjoy my job more if I'm doing something that I'm passionate about versus something that I thought I could be passionate about. Mm, Right. Right. Yeah, I know. And I think that that's such an important message just to hear now too, because it is like some students just hold on to that until the end and then once they graduate it's like now what now like Mm -hmm. like medical school might not be an option you know at least for right now so it's now what so even if it's 
not right now. Like, I think that like exploration to see what else is out there is so key to finding, to ensuring that you're going to find a career that makes you happy eventually. So what's something that you miss about UMR? You won't, you were only there for two years. I just like to point that out. <laughs> so like, you know, with getting your associates ahead of time, but yet just rocking out and getting through your undergrad, but what's something you miss about UMR? I, <laughs> this might be kind of silly, but the thing that I missed the most was uh, the intramural volleyball. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was my favorite and the best experience that I had at UMR by far. I was really frustrated with myself that I didn't go to a school where I could play volleyball. And I struggled with that a lot because that was another piece of my identity. And I was an athlete that peaked later in my athletic high school career. So I, I didn't really think about it too much until it was too late. And Mm -hmm. having the opportunity to be able to play volleyball and play with my friends was definitely something that I miss a lot. And that was part of the reason that I was so excited to move back to Rochester because of the National Volleyball Center here. So I play on teams with my friends and it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Are you coaching? Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. I didn't know if you were No time. (laughs) Right? Yeah. There's no way. Working full-time and my master's program's full-time, I just... I can't squeeze it in and still be able to practice self-care. So, right. Like what triggered you to go into social work then? I just, I could have continued in the program that I was in and gotten my LPCC just to do normal therapy, but I, I wasn't sure. I thought I wanted to get my PsyD or a PhD um, you know, because that title of doctor is just so important to me. Yeah. So I was like, I can get it a different way. <laughs> <laughs> the more I looked into it, I was like, okay, what's my ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to have my own practice. And okay. I can achieve that by getting to be a licensed independent social worker. So that's what I want to do. And it's also, from my understanding, it's easier to move around the states with a social work hmm. uh, license than it is for an LPCC just because of different laws or ethics, things like that, that vary. But social work I've seen is pretty similar across the board. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And was the application process um, as like similar to your master's in addiction counseling or different some you know yeah so I mean filling out there's some essays and little things that you have to type up they don't take too long it depends on the program one thing that I liked at the U was they gave you an opportunity to explain um why your grades were a certain way they were oh and so if you do have difficulty in your undergrad I want to make it clear that that doesn't mean you can't get into Um, graduate school, you can explain to them that there's different circumstances for everybody that can affect our grades. Maybe you're not a great test taker. Maybe you have to go home every other week because you have family obligations. 
does. Maybe you have to go to therapy every week. And so that takes out of your time of going to class. And so you fall a little bit behind. And if that affects your grades, that doesn't mean that you won't be able to get a diff- another degree after that. So that was a, something that was a little bit different. Um, and then just a couple of letters of recommendations were really important at all the places that I applied. So making sure you have people that you can get those from and that in your undergrad, you build relationships with teachers or your counselors, people who would be willing to write those letters for you when you need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of that, that's like one of those questions about professional network. Do you feel like you felt equipped to like do the shift from one program to the other with your professional network? And what would that, what does that look like? Yeah, I think at UMR, um, like I said before, the class size is being so small, it gives you that time to become closer with your teachers, with your counselors, um, with other medical professionals that might be involved at UMR. And so through that networking, it makes it really easy to get those letters of recommendation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then too, when you do seek out like, Hey, like, tell me a little bit more about this field or what's some guidance on like making this decision. You have some trusted individuals in your corner who can help you make those decisions. Yeah, that's a big part too. And I'm learning that now in my professional life as well at work. If I'm looking at different companies and I want to learn more about them or trying to find places to um, recommend to clients for referrals, things like that, that I build relationships with my coworkers so that I can trust the information that they're giving and know that I'm going to steer my clients in the right direction. That was another part of UMR that I really did enjoy. Um, when I got my associates, I didn't feel like I had a counselor that I was close to at all. Um, getting my master's now and the one that I already completed, I don't feel like I have a counselor that I'm close with. And I did really get that from you at UMR, which was really helpful. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I just think even though we didn't work very like long together, mm-hmm. I and when Marco said that you wanted to do this, I was just like, heck yeah. Like I get like Monica's got so much to share in like, especially your journey too. I just think it's just like, like you stated it. It is just like, I don't know. You had so many ups and downs and, but just like you're flourishing. I just keep going back to this. So, and so great to hear. Thank you to Monica and Grace for an insightful and introspective conversation. And thank you for listening to Beyond the Nest, UMR's alumni podcast. Beyond the Nest is produced by UMR Alumni Relations and edited by Marshall Saunders with Minnesota Podcasting. We will be back in the fall for an all new season of Beyond the Nest filled with alumni stories and perspectives from those solving the grand health challenges of the 21st century. Until then, toodaloo.